Picture this. The year is 1939. The place? A lab in Nazi Germany. Already, you should be picturing a place filled with unthinkable things. After all, these guys were pretty determined to make things that unmake their enemies. Their latest horror is a newly discovered compound that they have codenamed Unstuff, aka Substance N. This chemical boils when exposed to air violently explodes when it touches even the smallest drops of water and can break down into not one, but two different lethal acids. The Germans' plans were to arm their soldiers with flamethrowers filled with substance N, because when ignited, the resulting torch burns hot enough to melt steel in anything, or anyone, unlucky enough to get hit with it. Thankfully, that never happened. Every experiment to package, transport, and harness the raw destructive nature of Substance N proved one and only one result. This stuff is too dangerous, too destructive. And in the end, the Nazis, the people who wrote the opening chapter of the book on chemical warfare, decided Substance N was too frightening to work with. I want you to think about that. This stuff was too scary for them. A lot of people associate the word chemical with beakers and flasks, mad scientists, and of course, danger. If you do, you're not wrong. This planet is filled with poisons, cancerous agents, and explosive compounds. But Substance N, known today by the name Chlorine Trifluoride, might very well be the world's most dangerous chemical. The stupidly dangerous chemical known as Chlorine Trifluoride is the most powerful oxidizer known to man. What exactly does that mean? Let me explain. An oxidizer is a greedy little chemical that wants your electrons to be its electrons. These substances are all around, constantly bonding with things to share electrons, or sometimes even just ripping the electrons away from other materials, causing them both to change into other chemicals entirely. You know that brown stuff called rust? That's the oxygen found in water oxidizing metal. You know that browning apple core from your lunch that you keep forgetting to throw away? That's also oxidation. And if an oxidizer meets something that has a bunch of extra electrons that it's just itching to unload, well, that's a very, very rapid oxidation process called an explosion. Oh, and if you're thinking that oxidized kind of sounds like oxygen, you'd be absolutely right to think so, because oxygen is one of the most powerful oxidizers out there. When you add heat to an electron-rich material like, say, wood, and an oxidizer to gobble up those newly freed zappy boys like oxygen, you get fire. 
That's why things don't burn without air. If the electrons have nowhere to go, they stay put. Now, what the Germans found was that chlorine trifluoride is even more greedy for electrons than oxygen. In fact, it is extremely reactive with most materials and will cause many otherwise non-flammable materials to spontaneously light on fire without any ignition source whatsoever. These reactions are often violent and in some cases explosive, especially with flammable materials. You might be tempted then to thank science for inventing flame retardant materials, right? Well, chlorine trifluoride doesn't care if something says it won't burn. This stuff will react with water-based suppressors and carbon dioxide, rendering them completely ineffective. If that's not frightening enough, chlorine trifluoride will even ignite asbestos instantly on contact. Pretty much anything it touches will burn. And that's the crux of the Germans' problems. Chlorine trifluoride will react with any metal it comes in contact with, and in order to bottle it up, you need to pretreat the inside of the container with fluorine so that there's nothing for the stuff to interact with. As long as you treat the jug right, and there are no scratches or water inside, you need not fear a fiery end. In the case of water, though, this stuff gets straight up brutal. If this dangerous substance is not burning you to death, it's decomposing, aka breaking down, into a lovely mix of hydrofluoric and hydrochloric acid. Hydrofluoric acid is especially nasty seeing as you won't feel it for hours after contact, long after it's had enough time to potentially do some real damage if you were not careful. Although the Nazis failed at turning chlorine trifluoride into something useful, rocket scientists looking for a simple, light, cheap, and efficient oxidizer decided to give it a go in the 1950s. While it's great at helping to create a powerful rocket after it's lit, getting to that point is quite the challenge. When these American scientists attempted to move the chemical in bulk, a container cracked and spilled a ton on the floor. The chlorine trifluoride quickly caught fire and burned hot enough to melt through the one foot deep warehouse floor and a further meter of dirt under its foundations. An eyewitness described the scene saying, the concrete was on fire. Dr. John D. Clark, an American rocket scientist, chemist, and science fiction author said that after studying and experimenting with this nasty chemical, the best way to deal with potential chlorine trifluoride rocket accidents is to always have a good pair of running shoes. There are, however, a few good uses for chlorine trifluoride, like plasmaless cleaning of some of the surfaces used in semiconductor and electronics manufacturing. It is also rather good at cleaning things that you need cleaned fast, like, oh, say, a buildup of uranium residue on the walls of a nuclear power plant. So yeah, this planet is filled with countless poisons, cancerous agents, and explosive compounds. 
But chlorine trifluoride, the chemical that had too much get up and go to be used in rockets, the substance that can light asbestos on fire, the stuff that frightened the friggin' Nazis, might very well be the world's most dangerous chemical. This has been a Three the Hard Way production.